Hello, Summoners, and welcome to another episode of Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. My name is Joel, and I'll be your Phaeologist today. On this episode, I want to talk about support refines, and guys, these are my favorites. When I think about the units that I've used the most, most of those are support units. They just, the thing is, they never go out of style. It is, it is never out of meta to somehow buff another unit. It, it just, it doesn't matter. It's why Legendary Azura has such staying power. I mean, she's a couple years old now, and you still see her everywhere. Because it's never a bad thing to buff all of your stats by plus seven. That's awesome, right? So, the hard thing is these units aren't as flashy as your carries. Your carries are the units that are generally on the front line. And those are the units that get most of the press. What I'm going to talk to you about today is the fact that when you're thinking about spending your orbs or your resources, where you should really be putting them is in your supports. Because the meta changes so quickly, you'll want to be able to switch out those carries whenever that happens. And let's face it, we've all been in that position where we summon the latest whiz-bang fancy unit Hey, let's, let's call it a Choose Your Legends unit. We've all been in that position where we get that unit, dump tons of resources into it, and six months down the line, they're just not great. They're warming the bench in your barracks, and you have completely forgotten about them. It doesn't feel particularly good. I have really struggled with how exactly to put together this episode, being that it, it's so hard to show the benefit of support units. And what I've decided is, first, I want to look at the Choose Your Legends Dimitri, the brave Dimitri that we just got. Now, there, there's no denying that this is an amazing unit. This is designed to be in light season as an AR tank. And, and he shows it. I mean, he's got the damage reduction. He's got the resistance to panic against attack and defense. This is a great unit. The problem is, his res is terrible. So a lot of the common threats you get, the IP teams, the, well, any green tank, and, and let's face it, the reason we talk about him in light season is because he just gets demolished by Thracier. So what we want to do is to be able to shore that up, and the way we do that is through support units. So I've created a team here, and this is completely free to play. This is your plus zero neutral IV Dimitri. This is your free air, and this is your free peony. Along with that, what I've done is pair him with male Corin, who is the definitive in combat buffer. Seriously, by the time you get done with him, you well, in case you guys don't know the 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 weapon here, what it does is it adds plus four to all stats if you're supported by that unit. So I have I have ally-supported Dimitri and Melkorin. Because they're also ally-supported, within two spaces, you actually get plus five to all stats. And generally, that's where your support unit is. You don't want them right up next to your carry. So Melkorin is adding, just through his weapon, plus five to all of Dimitri's stats. Now, on top of that, for this build, I've added in Fury 4, we'll talk about why later, and then a Link skill to do some visible buffs, and then <laughs> I, 
I, so I've, I've spent a lot on this corn, but again, that's kind of the point here is that these are the units you spend a lot on. So I have joint drive res, which is an excellent, uh, excellent C skill, and then drive attack. All of those are kind of things you can dial in depending on your team. Obviously with Dimitri, you wanna really buff up that res. Like that is the, the thing. So that joint drive res is important. What we end up getting here is we get a unit in Corrin that is soaking the shrines so that Dimitri doesn't get hit by those negative, those negative debuffs. So we're getting extra visible buffs of plus six across the board and plus seven for res because Peony has fortify res four. And then in combat, what we're ending up with is plus 12 to attack plus five to speed, plus five to defense, and plus nine to res. That's a lot. There's some other stuff through some extra skills, but effectively you've got a, so this is a summoner supported Dimitri, but your end stats end up with 86 attack, 54 speed, 59 defense, and 47 res. That is a monster unit. That just, yeah, it, it's it's incredible. If we if we look at the simulator, I mean, he's still gonna struggle with IP teams a bit. When we're going up against like Sonya or Ophelia, which are really common threats to him, you end up losing about half of his health. So you're down to about 30. Um, and this is just the standard Ophelia build. You guys all know it and love it. Um, the difference though is the real thing here. Bringing Dimitri's health down to 30, he can still survive another attack. And when it comes to tanks, it's always the second attack that's the hard one. Most tanks, they survive the first first attack, no problem. The cleanup unit, yeah, that gets them. So if we're looking at this IP team with Ophelia that comes in, knocks him down to 30. Without male Corrin there, he's gonna get knocked down to 17. That is a dead tank walking. Whatever unit's coming next is going to demolish that Dimitri. So we're talking about the difference between Dimitri being a viable tank versus not a viable tank. Because most threats in AR are gonna be in magic. Melee threats aren't gonna be a problem for him because he has so much defense. Just not gonna be an issue. So what we have here, what we end up with is a team that has cost us 220,000 feathers. I know that sounds like a lot, but that's a plus 10 corn. 1,460 flowers. It's also a lot, but that's the only unit on this roster that you're putting flowers into. That's it. And then 400 orbs. And I'm taking the average there, but there are two very premium skills we're talking about. Fury 4, which technically you could get from compiling manuals, and you have joint drive res. So keep those numbers in mind, but understand that we've taken the unit that, ha that has a major weakness and we have erased it effectively, all with a Gen 1 unit. That's incredible. So let's take a step back here, and I want to talk about the support unit rubric. So 
What we're really talking about here are units that have gotten refines that help them support other heroes. And there are a couple different ways you can do this. The first, buffs. Now there are visible and there are in combat. I always prefer the in combat buffs. The reason is, unless your name is Bramamond, you can't take them away. So there's no panic staff that's removing them. You don't have to worry about panic smoke. You don't have to worry about a slew of other things that visible buffs definitely have to worry about. So those are my preference. That's not to say that, that visible buffs are bad. They just don't perform as consistently. Then we talk about debuffs. And this is in some way, shape, form, or fashion, the unit is debuffing the enemy and making them less viable as an attacker. This is very, very important. We'll talk about some key debuffers here in a second. From there, we have special skills. The definitive special skills right now are obviously with the duo units. I mean, this is something we were talking about with Ilya earlier today. The fact that you push a button and it has this completely different skill is amazing. But I digress. That's the kind of thing you want to think about. But there are definitely... Well, let's face it, there's one key unit, and that's Brave Lucina with her cooldown acceleration that she gives to units. We'll get to her briefly. Then we have Chill Soaking. This gets a little more mathy. What you're worried about here is basically your Dark Shrine or your Bright Shrine. You want to be able to soak those shrines so that you don't get hit with that minus seven to both attack speed. You want instead for your support unit to take that. Obviously this covers chills most of the time as well. That's not always the case and order of operations really matters here. But in general, I just worry about the dark shrine and the bright shrine and the chills fall where they may. Normally the measure of good there is I want the total of attack speed or defense res to be 100. The last thing to remember on this is they count after you're buffed. Don't forget that. That's really important. So if you're only buffing your carry, that means that the total number of attack speed has to be above the buffed carry's attack speed. That's why link skills are so valuable, because they are buffing both your carry and your support unit. The last one I want to mention is stalling. This is really valuable in AR. Basically, what you want is for your support unit to be bait for that last unit that you left living so that you can run go get pots. That is so, so valuable and expands your AR play by a lot. So keep that in mind. You want to have enough HP, defense, and res to allow the, the last enemy unit to attack you without you dying. With that being said, let's move into our first refine. You're going to find that we talk about the CYL1 refines a lot. The Choose Your Legends refines from that first batch have defined the meta. And I, I digress for just a minute here, but that's a really neat thing that IS has done. So these are units that they knew were probably already in your barracks, and they made them just as powerful as all of the new fancy units that were coming out. I Thumbs up. I mean, credit where credit's due. That's a cool thing. So let's talk about exactly what this refine does. 
Her weapon in total is going to grant an in-combat omni-buff, so attack speed defense res of plus three to sword, lance, axe, bow, dagger, and beast allies. So you're not going to get it to any of your close counter units. That's just not going to happen. But the real thing of this refine is the fact that you get granted special cooldown charge plus one per the enemy's attack. So, I mean, if you remember Steady Breath, that's what this skill is. But it's in your support unit. I, I can't think of a single tank that doesn't benefit from this, unless it's already in their weapon. This is a huge, huge benefit. So, we've talked about in-combat buffs, we've talked about special skills, chill soaking. I didn't mention this, but I should mention this now. In general, you're going to either get Bright Shrine or Dark Shrine. If the unit can do both, that's probably who your carry should be, because that's a lot of stats. Brave Lucina does really well with the Bright Shrine soaking. Um, she has enough attack and speed to do that. For me in particular, I would probably stick life and death on her just to bump it up, but it depends on who your tank's going to be. Just keep that in mind. As far as stalling goes, definitely has enough physical bulk to take a hit. I, I don't worry about that with her. Um, and the last thing is her dragon effectiveness sometimes can be really handy as a cleanup unit. Now the downside is, this is a 5-star exclusive. That means I'm not going to get as much benefit from the plus 4 you get to all stats from plus 10-ing the unit. And that's kind of a big deal. It, it limits her in certain areas, particularly in that chill-soaking area. Keep that in mind, in, in a vacuum, this is the best support unit in the game. But the fact that it's so expensive to get merges on her brings down her value just a little bit. So I, I want to talk about Virion for just a second because he's kind of a neat niche unit. He is both his own carry and his support unit, which is kind of funny. You, you, should, you should really go and make your own Virion and just test him out. He's probably going to be better in light season and... I know I'm going to keep saying that because every unit is better in Light Season because the Mythics are so much better. But his res is just so low that he's going to have issues in Astra. That's the main thing in Astra, you always want high res. So, what Virion does is he has Panic Bow. It's called Dignified Bow, but it, what it does is it panics all visible buffs. This is a neat unit. His value isn't as good now because visible buffs have kind of gone out of style, because it's so easy to get rid of them in some panic form or other. I mean, all you have to do is stick a Versa on your team and that goes away. But you've got chill soaking that you can do on another unit. You've got good stalling on him. And he's available in the three, three and four star pool. I'm not going to talk too much about him, but I, I wanted to mention him. Then I wanted to mention the visible buff queen. This is Titania. Okay, so she can run three tactic skills. Her weapon gives her the res tactic, and then whatever you want to run in the C and S slot, go for it. This is really handy in a lot of PvE stuff. It's 
somewhat handy in AR because again, it's just so easy to debuff units right now. She does have enough res to run sabotage skills, which are wildly valuable, and that gives her some extra utility. As far as chill soaking, she can do a decent job on the Bright Shrine. Dark Shrine, eh, not so much. She's also a good stall unit. What makes her such a good tactics user, though, is because she is a cavalry. Generally, your units on offense are not cavalry units. It just, they, they aren't very common. So it makes it so much easier to run a tactics team. So keep her in mind, she's a fun unit. This next one, though, is really interesting, and I never in my life thought that I would be talking about Jagan as a good unit. I'm sorry, I had to collect myself. Jagan as a good unit. Okay, Veteran Lance is really interesting. It has some buffs in it. If foe initiates combat, or at start of combat, if foe's HP is greater than 70%, Grants attack res plus five to unit during combat. Eh, yeah, whatever. At the start of turn, if any foe's res is less than unit's res minus three, and that foe is adjacent to another foe, inflicts attack minus seven. His weapon gives him sabotage attack. That means you can run another sabotage in the B skill, and you can get dual sabotages. And sabotage skills right now are excellent. So, keep that in mind. I, for me, I'd probably run Fortress Defense Res 3 on him. From there, from the C and S skill, you can put an assortment of buffs on there, whether you want drives or whether you want to run a tactics team and do it that way. As far as chill soaking, Defense Res, and I mean, I'm looking at a just ridiculous Jagan with that's plus 10 merge and plus 10 flowers and Fortress Defense Res 3. But at that point, he actually does a really good job of soaking the Dark Shrine, which, keep in mind, is really critical for tanks. For stalling, I mean, good lord. He's got 55 res in this build I'm, I'm showing here. That's a ton. He's available in the 3-4 to four star pool, which is excellent. This is a truly unique unit. All right, guys. Here it is. It is time we have come to my absolute favorite of refine support units. This is male Corin. We've already talked about him at the beginning of the show, but again, plus five Omni buff. That's 20 extra stats to a unit. That's huge. You've also got tons of room for adjustment. Like, I mean, if I had my perfect male Corin, odd pulse tie would be the B skill just because it's amazing, and it helps you with IP teams. You have the option of doing infantry rush, but that I, I, make sure you do the math whenever you're looking at those rush skills. Sometimes they work for you, sometimes they work okay. They, they don't actually do any good. You can also run a drive in that spot, and again, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, you can do a joint drive, which are just the premium of C skills right now. From there, we talk about chill soaking, Honestly, this is the unit that I have paired with Brave Ike, and he soaks everything. Bright and Dark Shrine. He'll actually do the same with Dimitri that we talked about up at the beginning of the show. Soaks all the chills. It's fantastic. 
As far as stalling goes, he has got tons of bulk, ends up with, in this build, 62 HP. Yeah, this guy's stacked. Also, in the three to four star pool, you probably already have this unit in your barracks. This, because of the availability of merges, is my favorite debuffer over Brave Lucina. In a vacuum, if we're not considering orb cost, Brave Lucina is better, but Malecorn really packs a punch for not a lot of cost. I mean, this unit, this unit has two premium skills, and that's, that's nice, um, but it's not necessary. Just that plus five to all stats is amazing. So I wanted to take a step back to that team we talked about at the very beginning. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to replace Dimitri with Noe. I want to make it clear this is not something where I am comparing Dimitri to Noe. I am comparing this team comp and how easy it is to swap units in and out, regardless of their generation. Because, let's be clear, Dimitri has a whole lot more stats and better skills to work with than Noe does. But this Noe, in this same team with Male Corrin, she rocks. We're talking about an effective stat line of 76 attack, which is obviously lower than Dimitri, 57 speed, 56 defense, 65 res. The downside is she's susceptible to dragon weapon, dragon effective weapons, but you're not going to see those a whole lot in light season. You will definitely see them in Astra. Now, we're talking about cost, it's actually a little higher, and that's just because Dimitri is a free unit. But understand that this is still this is still a comparison of plugging in a Gen 5 unit versus a Gen 1 unit. The fact is a lot of folks already have Noe in their barracks and merged in some way, shape, form, or fashion. So I will say I kind of went ham on this Noe. I have one, and mine isn't this good, but I've got Bracing Stance, which gives that extra guard effect. I've got Null C Disrupt, which is an extra thing that Dimitri can't do that Noe can, as, as well as she also has Adaptive Damage. I, I keep saying this isn't a comparison between Noe and Dimitri, and I just can't help talking about how they compare. But we'll move on. So that's, that's extra skills, that's also extra feathers to merge this Noe up. There is only one unit that does more damage to Noe versus Dimitri, and that's Brave Ike. And I have to put him up here because I do see him on defensive teams, and he does take a chunk out of Noe. Other than that, Sonya ends up with zero damage. Lasithia, same thing. Tibarn, demolished. Julia, I'll be honest with you guys. Julia survived by one point, and I'm a little mad, and I thought about cheating in that score somehow, but yeah. Kyria, died. Leaf, no good. Female Byleth also went bye-bye, and that's the windsweep version, because, again, Noe has so much support and so much extra speed from in-combat buffs. Reinhardt, done. Micaiah, done. Ophelia, done. Ellawood, who cares? This is kind of fantastic, right? 
if you're just doing a side-by-side -side comparison, the biggest thing you want to look at is those IP teams. Because again, those are the weaknesses of tanks in general. You see an IP team, you're probably going to want to use some kind of vantage strat. But that's not really the case with Noe. Even with Sonya, and this is a Sonya with a charged up Moonbow, she just does not cut it. Alright? Whereas she takes off half of Dimitri's health, she takes off none of Noe's. Again, Noe is a monster. I know I couldn't help it. I, I, I know I started comparing Noe, Noe and Dimitri. I'm a big Noe fan. But understand the point of this whole thing. Gen 1 unit, Gen 5 unit. And I mean, we could even technically talk about how Noe was more expensive because she had premium skills and Dimitri was a free pull. The point is, if you build up this support core, so you've got that male Corin, you've got that Peony, you've got that Air, you can plug in a lot more variety of tanks. And more importantly, you can grab whatever flavor of the month there is, in this case, Dimitri, and you can make them a whole lot stronger. That's big. So, in conclusion, spend your resources on support units. You won't be sad about this. That means you can grab plus zero of whatever unit has just come out and make them good. All right, guys, that's about all I have to say today. Um, I don't know when this is going to come out. I believe this is going to come out right before the legendary banner reaction, though. That's that's coming. Um, after this, I've got offensive refines. I There are some really neat ones like Kagura that I want to talk about. Uh, there's CYL2 refines that are coming out that I, I'm so curious. The CYL1 refines change the landscape of Faye. CYL2, we'll see how it works. But if you'd like to reach out to the show, you can do so through our subreddit at r slash You can email the show directly at faeology at gmail.com. You can join the research and development discord server and have lots of fun with great conversations with us. Remember, you can send your voice messages through Anchor at anchor.fm slash slash message. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so through anchor.fm slash for as little as a dollar a month. Hope you have a wonderful day and schedule an appointment with your phaeologist real soon. Take care.